What are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls. Lorcas! Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast Adventures. <laughs> I'm so bad at remembering to unmute myself after the intro sometimes. Uh, hey, hey, welcome. We're uh, we're talking about uh, the Wild Hunt today. We we hinted at it last week. Well, we basically told you that's what we were going to talk about yes, this week. We hinted so strongly, we straight up told you. We straight up told you. And uh, not the Wild Hunt from The Witcher. We're not talking about weird, good too. evil <laughs> elves from another dimension that come over and pretend to be spirits that abduct people and bring them back to their own dimension as slaves. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about those friendly little Bosmer guys uh, going absolutely insane and um, doing doing And and not like a hyperbolic, like, oh, they're totally crazy. Just like it, like this is, uh, we, we kind of made reference to the fact that this one actually, uh, I would not suggest necessarily listening to the young ones. I mean, the show's got some, uh, you know, we, we don't overtly go explicit. This one's a little, this is dark. This, this is, is dark, dark in so like just, all the, I, all the grossest ways. Yeah. A little bit of viewer or, listener discretion advised for this one because this one's gonna get a little funky yeah not funky like 70s dance party funky funky no, like funky like gut gardens tr- level of funky. yeah gut, gut gardens and also it's and a, actually even, it kind of makes the gut gardens in certain situations not look that bad yeah if the gut gardens are like a 10 this is like a 12 correct there it is yeah so okay so let's get into this and you know what before we get into the the longer description i'd like to just quote some of the things that we have documented in some of the books because this has been fun we've been going back to the books on a lot of these and there are some of these books that get referenced and are have been part of the series for a long time so for example varieties of faith in the empire this is a book from this showed up first in morrowind so it's been around for a while. This is not one of those books that mm-hmm. was just written for Elder Scrolls Online. It shows up again in Skyrim. And there is a reference in here to the Wild Hunts, but we have to get down to the place where it mentions um, Jeffrey. <laughs> Ephraim. <laughs> That's a callback. Classic Jeffrey. Classic Jeffrey. And so Jeffrey, it, what are you doing? In this document, it mentions all sorts of different gods from different pantheons. You've got uh, people like Trinimac, but then you've got people like Tuwaka and people like Vivek, even, who some worshipped him like a god. He was a 
he ascended to godhood on some level right at least for a time and yep. uh with jeffrey <laughs> Ephray, if you don't if you haven't listened to the last episode go back and listen to it it's kind of a precursor to this episode and yeah and then you can proactively be mad at us again for saying yeah jeffrey jeffrey yes jeffrey. Um, so Ephray, <laughs> god of the forest and this is the passage about Ephray, which we talked about last time and this is kind of the connective tissue over to what we're talking about today with the wild hunt most important deity of the bosmeri pantheon well Ariel Time Dragon. It actually says, while Ariel Time Dragon, like that's his entire name, <laughs> might be the king of king of the gods, the Bosmer revere Ephray as the spirit of the now. According to the Wood Elves, after the creation of the mortal plane, everything was in chaos. The first mortals were turning into plants and animals and back again. Then Ephray, and this is similar to what we talked about last time. Then Ephray transformed himself into the first of the Elnofay. This is a very specific like take on Ephray, which we didn't really get into this version of it last time. But right. The first of the we talked about how he might be or they might be associated with the Elnofe. The first of the Elnofe or Earth Bones, after these laws of nature were established, mortals had a semblance of safety in the new world because they could finally understand it. Ephray is sometimes called the storyteller for the lessons he taught the first Bosmer. Here we go. Some Bosmer still possess the knowledge of the chaos times, which they can use to great effect. And then it's in brackets it says, the wild hunt. That's it. That's all this. It doesn't tell you any what what is a wild hunt? What does that Super mean? Super vague. Just here is a thing that exists. We have not really explained it yet. Yeah. So. All right. So we've got another book from Morrowind that mentions the wild hunt. And uh, it's it's a document called A Dance in Fire, Chapter Four by Waffin Jarlth. Just a note, because uh, I love the fact that you specifically pulled this little excerpt for this episode, which I think will help. Um, but mm -hmm. if you have not, I strongly suggest I think this is one of the best. It's not a book. It's a series of books as several volumes. They're actually pretty long compared yes, to a lot of the are. books this that is, you get in these games, which are just right, like three this, pages. This this series as an encompassing full book, um, totally worth a read, but it is a full fleshed out story that you could like make a literal TV show out of it's so involved. Like it is, it is great. So do yourself a favor and read the entire thing, but the entire thing does not relate to the wild hunt. So just the excerpt you have is kind of what's relevant here, right. but it's definitely worth the read. Right. So, yeah. So and, and they're actually pretty long. There's a few different stories like this that are that are actually these longer series with multiple chapters. And you get. Oh, yeah. You get the whole story. Um, so this uh, just kind of cut into the chase here. It gets to a, a place where it says a flash of white fire erupted from every every crevice in the temple. And the moan of the Bosmeri prayer changed into something terrible and otherworldly. The climbing Cathay Rot, one of the Khajiit types of Khajiit, stopped and stared. Kirgo, it grasped, the wild hunt. It was as if a crack in reality had opened wide. A flood of horrific beasts, tentacled toads, insects of armor and spine, gelatinous serpents, vaporous beings with the face of gods all poured forth from the great hollow tree, blind with fury. They tore the Khajiiti in front of the temple to pieces. All the other cats fled for the jungle. But as they did so, they began pulling on the ropes they carried. In a few seconds' time, the entire village of Vindisi or Vindisi was boiling with the lunatic apparitions of the wild hunt. 
that's a little bit more descriptive than the last one we got. Yeah, I always kind of consider it of a. Um, if we were talking before the show about like weird nerdy things, and <laughs> the best uh, description I, I've always thought, which I have no idea if it's actually you know what the devs intend or the writers, but I always think, have you ever seen the really stupid movie uh, Sharknado? I haven't, no, I have not watched it. But All right, I've well, heard of I it. mean, sure. I would say do yourself a favor and watch it, but probably don't. Um, <laughs> probably just to keep away still. Yeah, but still don't worry about it. Just look at the cover art <laughs> of it sometime, and I picture instead of Sharknado, it's just Bosmer, just and like antlers, it's just, it's it's a spinning, just like if you take all of Bosmeri culture and you just jam it into a blender <laughs> and you just spin it around really quick, you have this weird gray back to the ooze type of deal of just everything all at once turning into this just massive chaos. And you would not want to be in the direct line of something like that. The way tornadoes lay waste to stuff, uh-huh. it seems like anything in the path of a especially when there's sharks involved hey sure hey what where sharks i mean it's it's in the series wait so you're saying the wild hunt is the equivalent of the sharknado i i am it's the tamrielic equivalent it's the tamrielic version of a sharknado yes Mm -hmm. and it's it's really just like it's one of those things that i feel and we'll we'll get into the fact that it's um shown slash referenced in eso a bit um but I feel like it's so it sounds so bizarre. It would be hard to properly do it justice in game. It's show one of those it. things your yeah. imagination can always be more screwed up than what they can show. Similar right. to with Vermina's realm of oblivion, where it's like, okay, how do you perpetually keep making something more nightmarish? Or like the horror of it itself makes it hard to it, remember and reconcile with what you're seeing. Right. So that when you try to, if you survive it, you try to recall what happened. You're just, it's just a mess of just, it is. Yes. It is living PTSD. Like, (laughs) and and, um, Uh the other thing, which, uh, you know, just, we might get into it more, but like, sometimes it's made reference to that. It actually creates new creatures out of this horrific Mm -hmm. disaster. And it's just like, it's so horrible. It needs to come up with new horrible so that it can, adequately be as horrible as possible it's like yikes that is quite an experience yeah it i mean it really is a thing on its own level we have we have one other document here called the pocket guide to the empire i've talked Mm -hmm. about this a lot at least in the early episodes of the show um the pocket guide to the emperor uh, empire uh, attempts to give you a breakdown of all the different races and all the different cultures and those kinds of things in the section where it talks about the bosmer at the very bottom of that section it happens to have a part that talks about the wild hunt here's what it says while sometimes amusing the bosmer have a bestial side <laughs> they're, they're usually pretty amusing that's the funny thing about this is the bosmer are I, usually pretty friendly like I, I know. It, it is funny though because that is such a condescending imperial way of talking about that right. it's like oh they're very amusing but sometimes they're serious and it's like mm-hmm. well that's a very <laughs> um 
looking down at other cultures <laughs> doing that imperials yeah and this is a very imperial like we did we talked about last time this is a very yeah, imperial a super imperial doctor, document doctor yeah. as is so yeah yeah this is from their perspective so while sometimes amusing the bosma yeah. have a bestial side they can also, resort we're old-timey british hunters <laughs> that's what that's what the imperials are <laughs> <laughs> they can resort to animal shapes if they need to or water or water or water the just most the, they just turn liquid. into water just turn into a puddle <laughs> just right there their most dreaded transformation is the wild hunt which killed king borgus for the iniquities of his alessian faith the wild hunt is a pack of shifting forest demons and animal gods thousands strong which sweeps through the countryside killing everything in its path the Wood Elves do not like to talk about the hunt, and I gather they do not feel proud of this power at all. Gomini, my Bosma companion of late, tells me that the hunt is used for justice, but that also every monster in the world has ever been comes from a previous hunt. Those Bosma that go wild, they do not return. So. Reginald, fix your monocle. Regi <laughs> Jiminy, bring me my breakfast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, you really enjoyed our version of the Imperials. <laughs> so yeah, that's I guess that's my new Imperial voice. Um, but a similar, like this, connects to the other stuff. Yeah. Gives us a little bit more detail here. Demonic animal forms, thousands strong, sweep through the countryside, killing their enemies. Yeah, it it honestly, it's it's definitely comes across as like. Again, we've already forewarned people about the like the the bit of the um, ex you know the explicit side of this. with this one. Yes, um, this is very much strikes me as it's one of those things because they're not really looking for a reason to do a wild hunt. It's kind of like a oh shit button for <laughs> it, yes. it really is like we are up a creek. What do we do? We have to invoke the wild hunt, and as a side effect. It is just carnage. And it's often not good for them. Like this document talks no, and, about how many the of thing. them get lost to the hunt, to the transformation, never come back. And according to this, at least imperial version of the the happenings, that's the origin of many of the monsters that you see across the land. These exactly. things used to be Bosmer. It's the side effect of this. And, and that's one of the things that I, I find probably the best description of the wild hunt um is a cannibalistic orgy <laughs> yeah yeah it's which like, is like it's, really one uh, pretty messed up thing to <laughs> consider mm -hmm. but as a side effect of this kind of winding down from it's just total chaos and it's like okay well this thing is like procreating on itself and then it's also consuming itself and you're getting these weird side effects of basically these monsters like you said that are left to the surrounding areas of tamriel it's it's not a thing that like it it kind of honestly it's so taboo that it's it makes sense that not even the Bosmer are like oh yeah we're proud of this it's like oh, yeah we're really out of options <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, we can't deny that this is a thing that happens on occasion yeah, because it's, it's documented in our history so right but it's like uh, this is really like we're we're 
we can make it topical. We're currently in the state of Twitter right now, and this is what we have to do to get ourselves out of it. <laughs> Twitter has become the wild hunt. Everyone's just anybody. Anybody can be verified. Nobody knows what they're looking at anymore. Yeah, everybody's devouring um, each other. It's just, it's just a mess. So, okay, so like the simplest form of this is, and let's sum it up a little bit. The Bosmer, according to their belief in Ephray came from the ooze. They came from this primordial chaos. We, they were given form, but they still maintain the ability to change their form. They're not supposed right. to change their form unless something really terrible happens. And then all of a sudden they all decide to do that at the same time and evoke the wild hunt. And right. then they go through and destroy everything. But in doing that, they lose. Not only do they lose their humanity or elf manity. Yeah, not humanity, mermanity. Mermanity, uh, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Right. They, they lose that, but they, they fall prey to their most bestial urges. So, right. murder, rape. Yep. Like, eating, cannibalism. Like, every, every base urge is just amplified a hundred times, and they're just turned into this Sharknado of yeah, yeah, they're, they're really, it's just a blender of carnage. Like, it, yeah. this has got to be, like, Sanguine's wet dream. Like, is what really right. was, like, everything goes, everything goes. I'm, like, Sanguine is going to be so on board with this. Right, <laughs> like, right. This is the pinnacle of his domain. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So here, let's we're going to read the, some of the passages from the UESP because these are also really good as well. Yes. And some of the stuff we read are some of the core bits that lead to these explanations. But these explanations are fun. So the, the wild hunt, also called the great hunt, is a magical trait innate to all Bosmer. It is brought on by a collective ritual performed by many Bosmer, causing them to shapeshift into a horde of feral supernatural beasts. Now, they have to summon this ability. They have to decide as a group that, okay, it's time to do this. We're at our, what are, this is the last stroke. We have to do this. This transformation cannot be undone. These monsters stampede, changing their form constantly. So now they don't even just pick a form. They're constantly changing form as well slaying and devouring all in their path and eventually when left with no surviving targets turn upon themselves in a cannibalistic orgy which there it is which you had said this transformation is seen by the bosmer as a return to the chaos of the dawn era they call the ooze when they were unable to hold onto one shape for more than a moment after they made the green pact with Ephraim, he taught the bosmer how to do so and blah 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 this next passage though is also interesting as well these shapeshifters are stripped of their flesh from their bone instantaneously and turned into creatures that, quote, defy all attempts to identify them. That's thus the <laughs> tentacles and whatever, like yeah. claws and beaks and who knows. Sure. Why not? All of them. All of the above. All of them at the same time. Some may not even turn into creatures at all and instead change into great wreathing tongues unfettered by lips or teeth. That's kind of like a tentacle. <laughs> Tongue is kind sure. of like a really thick tentacle, like I, a little wide, wider uh, and can take on a gaseous form, which makes them impossible to contain without the aid of magic. There's even some suggestions they can take on the form of water or waves of blood. Gross. Yeah. yeah, the forms they take on are not static, however, and they may appear like a serpent one moment and shift to another creature the next moment. The Bosmer invoke the wild hunt. It causes a change in wild animals as well. Beasts trip typically transform into beings that are part plant and part animal. 
So this explains some of the uh, some of those plant like mounts that we have in ESO that look like, oh, it looks like a kitty cat or a wolf, but it's made out of vines. Right. The idea behind just something that's seen through many of the games, like a Spriggan type of deal. Right. Right. So maybe this has some relation to that. You can see why the Imperials would be like, oh, maybe this is the origin of those types of monsters that live in the wild. Maybe they came from that because there's something similar there. Yep. Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't some truth to that. We don't really know. Um, now, the purpose of the wild hunts varies depending on what's actually going on. Sometimes the Bosmer need to do it in order to stand up against somebody who's taking advantage of them. They may, may protect their land, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to get into the three historic cases we have on the second half of the show of yep. when these hunts ha- occurred. Uh, there's also a passage here about Hercene. Hercene likes transformation, turning into monsters and things, right? So you would think maybe there's a connection there as well. Hercene is capable of creating creatures that mimic those that are created from wild hunts. He meddled with the nature of wolves, making them susceptible to shape-shifting. So maybe he was actually inspired by this to create werewolves, potentially. Sure. This modification is the origin of both werewolves and the wild hunt wolf, who, as their name suggests, are wolves that have become become unraveled because they have forgotten their Ifray taught form. This is what one of those documents was talking about, how sometimes the creatures transform, they survive the wild hunt, and then they go on to be something else. Much like creatures that got caught up in the Bosmer's wild hunt ritual, Hercene's blood root forge is also capable of creating creatures, creatures much like those in the wild hunt. So there's a little bit of a cross inspiration going on there. Indeed. And anybody who, who might not know what the blood root forge is, that is a dungeon from ESO. Um, so you can get the story from that if, if that's something that interests you. But yeah, they, they ended up turning that into a group dungeon in, in Elder Scrolls Online. So. Have you done the video on that one yet? That's actually, honestly, that's one of the ones we've got on the docket for the next batch. Because nice. now that we're going into DLC, that's coming right up. So ironically, that one will be showing up very near in the future if you're interested in the story to it. There you go. Yeah, follow uh, Lotus's YouTube channel if you are interested into in seeing what the dungeons are like and what the stories are behind them. Because even if you play ESO, some many times you just run through the dungeon murder everything right. and then you don't even pay attention to the story um so if, if you want to either take the time and do it yourself you can do that or you can check out one of lotus's videos yeah we just do completely no voice just the game gives you the story it's like watching a little mini tv show we try to keep them as concise but fulfilling as possible <laughs> yeah yeah well tell you what why don't we take a, a break here we'll take our mid break thank our patrons and then we're going to come back and we'll talk about the three historical cases that we have some evidence about yes this will be fun so hang hang tight all right so everybody knows how vpn services and expressvpn can protect your privacy and security online right but did you know that there are some secret hidden benefits to using expressvpn like unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries so if you're like me you probably enjoy watching shows on netflix for example Well, with ExpressVPN, you can unlock the UK version of The Office or Parasite from South Korean Netflix. Over a hundred different countries. All you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. In fact, when I set it up for myself, I was surprised at how easy it was. It just installs and then loads up and works. 
and it works on more than just PCs, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and so much more. So if you want to access hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com slash scrolls lore, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash scrolls lore, expressvpn.com slash scrolls lore to learn more. This is a Morak Dragonborn, and you are educating yourself to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. All right, here we are in the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank our patrons, and we have a bunch of new patrons this week who have signed up. Welcome to Nicholas F., Zachary M., Alexander S., Jonathan A., Outlander Frog. Awesome. Hey, Outlander Frog. Kevin B. and Scott R. So many new new people so signing many up. New people. I just happen to know Outlander Frog because we were literally just talking and they happened to swing by my stream like the other day. So. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I love so I love when people Yeah, I love when people come by and they introduce themselves and like come by your stream or sometimes I pop absolutely, in your stream yeah. and I'll see people there or sometimes they come by my stream and yeah, that's absolutely it's the, that it's like a big community. Like that's yes. kind of the point of all of this. Know, it's fun to be right? able to just talk about this stuff. Totally. Yeah. And uh, that's actually the best way to get our attention. Uh, we get messages from people all the time. Sometimes it's hard to keep up. I try to respond to private messages, but do come by I our streams. do my best. <laughs> yeah. Do come by our streams and say hi. And that's, I'm, I, that's why we stream is in order to hang out with our community and talk with you guys and answer questions and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's absolutely the best way to get a hold of us. Uh, but thank you to all of you for signing up on the Patreon. That brings us to 114 patrons. Oh, you, my Lord. You guys are awesome. And uh, big shout outs to our Daedric Princes, our Tier 5 patrons kira c and noodle al dente they get shout outs every week and i hope our newest patrons are enjoying your ad free episodes your the old 90 some episodes that were the pre-me from the, episodes like yeah the pre-lotus <laughs> episodes are all on there uh t-shirts we've got new t-shirts that have rolled out including a, a sweatshirt that should be if you signed up at tier four uh two months ago next month you'll be getting it that sounds about right sounds about right i so, really can't wait to see those because you had to there was that snafu so you upgraded it for people i'm very curious to see how those ones came out i love a good hoodie yeah yeah man i still wish i could have these but i can't i, I have to keep myself i maybe i'll do my own designs that are different but i'm not allowed it's <laughs> only for patrons um and so but thank you to everybody and if you want to if you want to check out all the different stuff you can get help out support the show we'd love your support patreon.com slash elder scrolls lorecast there's links in the description underneath the the recording all that stuff so go check that stuff out and it's because of you guys that we can keep doing this so thank you so very much and then uh we don't have any new ratings or reviews or at least new reviews to read out. We get new ratings yeah, all the time. Say, but we have more stars according to the thingy. <laughs> yeah, but like we only get we only get the actual reviews every so often. So yeah, we don't know who those are from. <laughs> right. So if you have a um, an Apple account, you can log into Apple Podcasts, leave us a review on there. If you give us a five star review with some words, we'll read it out on a future episode of the show. Otherwise, you can give us a rating on Spotify. Five stars is wonderful. We would love we love your support. That just lets people know, hey, the show's worth checking out. You should go check it out. And it really does help. So and um, something that I think I would speak for both of us for this, because it recently people have started doing it uh, for tales, which we we've joked that we like really appreciate because it's just like since not all of this is about analytics, obviously that's very helpful and we appreciate it. Um, several people who were like, yeah, I, I don't have an Apple device. So we're sending you 
just a review so that you know we love your show like we sent you five stars and we had several including one where somebody made arc in like i'll shout her out here because i know she listens to the show as well gwen the bard actually uh drew a little mini version of arc with the review and it's oh, so, so good cool. so it's like that we always appreciate just any of you taking the time to like give us your thoughts and stuff back because it it it's kind of nice to not know we're talking into a void and that you <laughs> actually enjoy this absolutely absolutely yeah we, obvious like clearly both the, both our shows have lots of listeners that we've we've done very well in building an audience but it is it is a lot of work we put out stuff for free and we're putting it out there to a lot of people and a lot of you we never we never even get to know or get to meet and um that's i mean that's a big reason lotus and i both do podcasts is because yeah, of the community it, right and it's so, fun and when yeah. you recognize me in game and send me a message and i don't know who you are yet <laughs> right until i meet you i'm like right. oh I, that's so nice that you enjoy the show i'm so glad like yeah yeah no it's very cool that's very very yeah, cool it's so. it it from this side of the mic it tends to be occasionally a little overwhelming when you're like oh that's weird i guess i'm not just talking to my own computer or to tom like, right right yeah we yeah. talk to more than just me and you yeah yeah and the best places to do that are the discord join us on discord um you can follow us yeah. on twitter and then also uh on the live stream so that's and that's why that's why i live stream is because it's a lot easier for me to make sure to get to chat with people on there than just to try to respond to all the messages so thanks again to everybody and all your support yeah. let's let's move on with the rest of this we got some some crazy stuff to talk about here we go you're listening to the elder scrolls lorecast dear child of cities that is why the night mother loves you all right lotus we've got what are three documented cases and there may be others but of course there these are these are three that are fairly substantiated and we have what's this is interesting we have one for each of the first three eras of the world interesting yeah so the oldest one here is from the first era 369 in cyrodiil and this is this is very very early on in the history of everything a wild hunt was invoked in order to kill king borgus which was referenced in one of those books i read who was a supporter of the lessian order and thus against valenwood as a result of his death via the hunt Skyrim was plunged into a civil war that lasted more than 50 years. And this one, there's um, there's not a whole lot of reference to it, but basically this was a, hey, the king was putting down the Bosmer, and my dog is now barking at me. Hey, what's going on? Um, and <laughs> and She doesn't like the wild hunt. Yeah, and they needed say. to defend themselves, and so <laughs> they invoked the wild hunt and it murdered the king. That's... <sighs> I can see that bringing a lot of negative attention to a very specific group of people. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, you can see that there's, you know, uh, I, I would imagine the Imperials would be a little bit more uh, critical of the Bosmer. Yeah, after that kind of very similar to, you know, uh, we the story about the Morag Tong kind of being outlawed by, you know, murdering the potentate and saying Morag Tong written in his blood on the wall didn't go over so well. I generally probably not great to just outright murder somebody in charge and expect to not have any blowback mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and uh i mean this is the, this is a big deal like this is the nuclear option for the bosmer this is like uh we can't stand we can't stand this yeah. anymore let's just drop a nuke on the king right basically. Like, and there ourselves are no other options at the same time anybody who was involved in this yeah 
So, yeah, eh, rough stuff. Okay, this the second one is from the second era, and this one's more vaguely attested to. Uh, on location unknown, the last wild hunt to be officially documented until the end of the third era. So, sometime in the late second era, there was uh, there's just rumor reference among among the Bosmeri people of there's just it's one of those things that they often don't want to talk about too much. Yeah, so it, it gets it definitely kind of, seems very taboo amongst the Bosmer. The, the same way they don't want to become the ooze. This, I guess, since they're shape shifting, it's kind of the same category. Like, you, yeah, they're not proud it, of it. Yeah, exactly, it's a thing that technically exists, but like, yeah, if we could not really bring attention to that and pretend that doesn't really exist unless it's overtly brought up. Which, if we could avoid bringing it up, would be great. Yeah, let's just let's just pretend that part of our culture and our our, our race just doesn't really exist because it doesn't it doesn't happen that much. Yeah, it, <laughs> Come it really, on. it's not a great image. <laughs> no, no. So that's the second era. And then in the third era in 397, which is almost 200 years before the events of ESO. So not so far beyond that there wouldn't be people still talking about it or even some of the longer living races still around to have attested to it having been a thing. This is in Vindisi. A wild hunt was invoked in retaliation to a Khajiiti attack on the Bosmer hamlet of Vindisi by its inhabitants during a truce in the Five-Year War. The Five-Year War comes up in some of the references and ESO history and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a super... I mean, it's important, but it's not a super involved thing where it was just the Khajiiti where it, it involved the 10 Marshall forests and a kind of like dispute over the area. Yeah. It was, it was mostly between the Bosmer and the Khajiit. Just correct. Like land, land grab type stuff. Yeah. A little, little land war and you know, who's cutting down what trees. <laughs> yeah. Don't cut down our trees. Yeah. Uh, according to the Imperial geographical society, this was the most recent sighting of the wild hunt to date. So this one is being that it was only 200 years before the current era of ESO, much more attested to, much more horrific to think that, like, if you lived during the time of ESO, and clearly that is not the most recent era, right? The, right. the other, some of the other games take place in the fourth era, then there's the fifth era with Skyrim. Time goes on since ESO. So ESO is at this, like, middle place in history. But even in playing ESO, you're walking around, everybody feels like, oh, we're, we're the modern people. We are the established right. modern people. This is what modern people is do. objectively a prequel, essentially, to the entire series of numbered games. Yes, yes. But in their perspective, from there, they're at the the furthest extent of their cultural development of history of all of that. And to be able to say, yeah, within the last 200 years, we experienced one of these like this was a real thing. <laughs> like, that's pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did, you got? I see we're getting comments. Um, yeah, no, I, it's funny. It, 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 there are, to be fair, mo most wars are actually land grabs. And I was like, that's very, yeah. very on brand. Yeah, true, <laughs> true. Um, land grabs are resource grabs. Right, right. So, so those are the three that are attested to the most. Um, and because this one does it, it occur within living memory of a period of that we have in the games, it, right. it means that it's a lot more likely to be 
legitimate, right? Like maybe it's not as crazy as we think it is, but this, and we talk about this on occasion, how sometimes things are brought up in the histories or the lore or the myth of a thing. And you're like, well, is it real? Is it not? Is this an unreliable narrator thing? Is it just a a very specific culture's perspective on it? That's different from another culture of something that's maybe not quite as extreme as it's portrayed throughout history as each version of the story becomes more involved than the previous version of the story. Um, a bizarre reference, but I guess it'll date myself for anybody of our age demographic. Um, to anybody who watches the Simpsons, there was a, <laughs> a really old thing where they were um, trying to have like a school revolt thing and they were passing along a message along the line. And it was like, you know, uh, it, it was a teacher's um uh, teacher strike and it was like teachers will crack any minute teachers will crack any minute and it's passed down the line and by the time it gets to the final one it's the teachers will crack any any minute purple monkey dishwasher which had nothing to do with anything <laughs> right, originally right. said whatsoever telephone. right and and it was just like exactly that game of telephone it's like well what was the original event and what is the myth behind the the event itself because sometimes the myth ends up being more impressive or terrifying yeah even though that wasn't even what happened yeah, well, <laughs> things get inflated much more grounded absolutely and, and, and either by mistake or intentionally and told in right, a very specific right. way for some sort of personal gain or or whatever and the sure, political people embellish like this is right. this is the this like you talk to any historian and this is the uh, large portion of their job is to yes. go okay what actually happened here like if we actually like if you if you look at um, documentaries or if you read historic history books of specific events that happened like in the ancient world like the numbers are ridiculous like the Assyrians brought 200,000 men to the fray or whatever and it's like the Assyrians didn't have 200,000 people in their in the land in that they owned culture. in their like maybe they brought 20,000 like like right. there's this embellishment thing that happens well, what's so crazy about this stuff is that the third time this happened it was within living memory of some of the individuals in exactly ESO. and ironically enough uh, it's something we haven't gone into a lot with um the bosmer but their way of keeping history is the spinners which mm-hmm. they spin stories which they can also i mean it gets into the magical aspect where they can literally kind of spin reality to a degree mm-hmm. but interesting interestingly enough you can spin history if you're the surviving you know member of it yeah. it's like it is so that's again where things can take a different turn from where they're actually started and you can sort of spin them into a form that it's like okay well we need this to sound more impressive or we need them to sound not so noble what, mm. whatever the not case so may dangerous be. <laughs> not so <laughs> exactly. much like a shark nato yeah exactly exactly so okay so when it comes to the wild hunt how accurate do you think our descriptions are being that we have a relatively close to actual events of a game experience of the event so i think this is the point where i can bring up the fact that there is as we mentioned these are a lot of books these are a lot of references in games and stuff like that through dialogue there is a weird dream sequence um it's kind of like a what if scenario that happens in the Eldmeri dominion storyline of elder scrolls online um where you kind of experience like if queen a ren gets (laughs) 
essentially shanked and left in like a ditch to die. And mm. like the Elmeria Dominion falls on itself and all these horrible things happen. The Veiled Heritance takes over all these things. When you're playing through the Elmeria Dominion, what's the worst case scenario for them? And that's supposed to inspire you to like, try to fix this. Well, during all of this, you experience a version of the wild hunt. Um, and I, I don't want to sound super dismissive, but it's not that impressive. <laughs> it's, it's now. The, so the, what, the what thing, do you see? What do you see specifically? So what, that's exactly it. So what you actually see is you are on this like foggy hamlet of land where you can see one of the uh, really impressive Bosmer tree cities, like off in the distance, very impressive looking and through the fog, things come out of it and the fog kind of closes in and these just creatures come at you the like a sharknado with little shark heads popping exactly out. except instead it's werewolves and vampires and werebats that you've already seen a thousand times in the game before not tentacle monsters and blood blobs and no no it doesn't really get that weird it's just here are some things that go bump in the night essentially and you kill them and you progress forward and it's just like you hear screams and stuff like that in the distance and it's 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 not this horrific whirlwind of nightmares <laughs> it's more of a yeah there's some messed up stuff happening and and there's a lot of bosmer being killed and other people being killed and all this stuff and the dominions falling apart because this is basically the uh, that oh shit button moment where everything went south and this was the only alternative because there was no escape like this right. was it right this is what we will have to do if it gets to this point so right. so uh, so i have a few variations on what could explain that one yes maybe it's the truth maybe the wild hunt doesn't look as weird as we think it does but it's still right. terrifying and ter sure, terrible i was gonna say but it's isn't, still wiping people out left and right right it isn't turning it up to 11 like we discussed and maybe it's turning up to seven instead right so maybe <laughs> yeah. it's that two maybe the uh the tail spinners are trying to paint it in a way that isn't as horrific for you the viewer as it Correct, would actually because be because it's not a thing you experience this is a possible reality you right. kind of dream about Three, maybe it is worse, but nobody knows exactly what it looks like. And so they're just painting you a picture that they think the well, best they can do. This is yeah, this is what it is. Okay, uh, it's pretty scary, right? Like right. all these dead people and there's werewolves coming out of the mist and stuff like that. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Terrifying. Ter terrible stuff. We don't want this to happen. Right. Um, or uh, maybe it's just a limitation of the game engine. <laughs> like, I was gonna say, right? Or for there's only so much you can do with the limitations of technology in a game. <laughs> right, right. So so what what do you think the actual truth of it is? So maybe this is because I'm very like game focused oriented when I play things. I feel like maybe it's just that I want it to be. I feel like the only versions that we've seen and stuff like that are limitations technically mm -hmm. as opposed to i actually really like the idea of this thing just being this horrific nightmare tornado in the world <laughs> uh -huh. um it's right. just like it does not happen that often it should not happen that it, it, that often because it's going to be problematic for everybody involved um but i i 
I like the fact that as a series, it has a very broad appeal and there's some really unsavory stuff that's on the outskirts of the game. Yeah. It's not all dark all the time closest reference I can always give is Game of Thrones. I'm like, man, I, right. why do you even want to be alive in this world? This is awful. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Whereas this is like a good mix of the two, but it doesn't remove the unsavory parts that you don't, you're not meant to like. You're not meant to enjoy it. It's not supposed to be something you latch onto and like, oh, the creation of vampires is good. No, that's no, supposed yeah, to be no. unpleasant. It's supposed like, to be horrifying. Yeah. It, it's supposed yeah. to like repulse you. And, right. and like, I like the idea that there's this potential just like ooze based problem that like the Bosma really as a culture don't deal with most of their lives. Like, and and they exist totally outside this, but if things ever get too far out of hand, it's their really last ditch effort to fix the problem or potentially just, kind of redirect the problem because i don't know how much the wild hunt ever fixes so much as redirects in just a different yeah yeah you know area i, I think that this is on in some ways kind of like a dragon break in that it's hard to explain it after the fact sure i could so see that. like obviously they're two very different things they're on very different levels but when a, like the idea that creatures reverting to a primordial state where the shape and the, the, the even the nature of them is constantly changing and evolving. I think is one of those things that is fundamentally difficult for the mind to comprehend. Yes, and so There's even when you see it's it, so horrible, you shouldn't you shouldn't really even want to fully wrap your head around it. Right, like even that, when you that, see that, this, that's and, not and to, really a goal. And it's not just like watching like one person morph uncontrollably in front of you. This is a mass of hundreds or thousands of individuals all, all ra- ravaging the countryside, all yes. morphing all at the same time. You can't even figure out which one, where one starts and one ends. And it's the kind of thing where you can't actually figure out what it is you're seeing, and so your brain struggles to do so. Similar to working yourself through a dragon break and then you getting on the other side of the dragon break and going well this is this is what happened to me wait well how come reality doesn't reflect this like what what is going on here like you you can't really figure out how to justify everything after the fact Mm -hmm. so to represent that in any way would be very difficult even for somebody who's trying to like from from an inside lore perspective someone who's trying to give you a vision of what this would actually look like can't can't even approach that there's just no way to do so exactly yeah no i i agree with you yeah so i think maybe it's somewhere in that category because i there we do know there are great and powerful forces in this world there are terrible things that happen and there are some things that are just beyond explanation and i think this is just one of those things that Anytime we try to see it is never going to be actually what it looks like. It's always going to be approximating something. So that's um, that's kind of my take on it. Yeah. And something actually uh, Billy just brought up in chat, which I feel is kind of good, is so how do you beat it? When you don't. Activate you the just avoid hunt? it. You try to you get you, it. You don't you can't fight it at all. It's it's essentially you outlast it. Like right. it has a shelf life. Like <laughs> it's like it's like it, a it's like a tornado. You get out of yeah. the way. You get out of the path of the tornado. Eventually, the tornado will will wear itself out correct or will break apart just destroy as much as possible and make sure you're not one of the destroyed but it's like Um, an act of nature is yeah what it is yeah 
but there is no real stopping it so much as just out outlasting you it. don't fight it there's nothing to fight it's it'd, it'd, right. it'd be like it'd be like fighting a hurricane like you, sure you you'll can't, just get swept up into it yeah as you can't opposed fight to a hurricane. doing anything against it right yeah so that's, that's a, good a question. really good question that, yeah. that's that's like a really good point because it's like there isn't really anything to do you just let it play itself out which mm-hmm. is why you don't want this to constantly be a thing it needs to be a rare event because you have too many of these and there's nothing left yeah and it's as destructive to the bosmer as it is their enemies that's why it's yeah, a last it, resort it, it wipes out those involved it's not right. like they come out better for the situation they're gone <laughs> no no and potentially new monsters are now roaming around in the world so right and things could theoretically be worse as a result right right so anyway that's that's it for this episode i think you guys get i think you guys get the picture as best yeah. as we can paint it um another fun idea lotus i'm glad you brought up the the last these last two ideas and yeah uh, the, these ones are just I, I don't know they they seem like they're more tangentially referred to but never really covered so it seemed like it'd be fun to just kind of dive into like this is some weird stuff yeah <laughs> like, yeah well we like the weird stuff you know stuff. we did that weird like what two summers ago we did that series of like weird and wacky things and, and we didn't this actually never like... came up uh, uh. Uh, it's like wait how has this really not been covered and I, even other lore-based things this doesn't seem to be at least in anything that i found covered too much it's just kind of referred to and it's like well yeah. There's a decent amount to this. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, j- just a reminder, if you are joining us for the end of the month patron chat, uh, fortunately, the Thursday two weeks from now, or is that is unfortunately, that's Thanksgiving, isn't okay, it? The 24th. Okay, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. the 24th is Thanksgiving. Uh, we might want to push this. Uh, Lotus, I don't know if it works for you, but we might want to push this to the 24th. Fifth, no, the twenty fifth is. I've got another show. Maybe do it a day early, the twenty third. Yeah, let's. We'll. Uh, why yeah, don't Why don't our patrons, you do. guys who are listening to this, chime in, shoot us some notes on Discord. Let us know if you'd rather do it uh, yeah. a day early, or maybe we just push it to the first. That's just one day past the end of the month. That might be the right. best way to do it. So. We'll figure something out. We might have to take a, a day off for Thanksgiving or whatever, because it is kind of a, a busy, busy week with all that stuff. Oh, yeah. With family and friends and all of that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. So maybe we'll do it on the first. Let's shoot for the first. Let us know if, if that because that's the regular night. It should work for most people. So. Right. Um, that's what we got. Do anything going on with you you want to share before we head out? No, I was going to say tales as usual. Actually, I'm not entirely sure we had a uh, we recorded uh earlier this week and then um arc was editing the episode but then there was um, back to behind the scenes stuff it didn't upload as quickly so hopefully it'll be on your feed somewhat soon if not already it might already be there actually we're just kind of waiting for it um and otherwise i'm hoping that i can stream more daggerfall somewhat soon because uh i i've had great feedback on everybody who's uh been enjoying enjoying either joining me for the live streams which um we had mentioned earlier that the reason we stream is because it's kind of fun to hang out with everybody and i we're not going to be big streamers we're we're, we're not going to be big streamers this is not my yeah surprise (laughs) this is not my job um (laughs) but it's um it's it's been a lot of fun it actually makes it a lot easier to play these games uh ironically i've been enjoying daggerfall quite a bit it's, mm-hmm. it's been a lot of fun but um after we've had three sessions of daggerfall so far um and everybody's been super super nice coming to hang out to watch me either fail or succeed or nudge me just enough in the right direction so that i continue um one of the things that i just you know 
it's a game from 1996 if i'm six seven six like or seven yeah. i don't know off the top of my head um i've been told that so far all three sessions i've been the number one daggerfall streamer oh probably because there's the category. well there's also and probably like, what three maybe four people it streaming so it. funny i joked because one of the ones after i was told that last time i looked it up and there were 57 people who had like looked at the thing recently and i looked at it and 52 of them were in my stream yeah. <laughs> so yeah. i was like but even still the fact that anybody comes out while i do this stuff is just that's greatly appreciated it makes it much more entertaining while i blunder around and try to figure out what i'm doing mm -hmm. so i like to uh i like to joke that i'm like the king of the games that nobody plays yeah because it yeah. was arena battle spire and now we got Daggerfall. so it's it, this is honestly the most fun of the classic games i've had so far i'm still kind of blundering around but it's it's fun like, <laughs> it's fun I, it's fun I, I, I understand this is the first elder scrolls game that i understand kind of roped so many people in it's yeah. so involved right it's the it's the first one where you can really role play a character in a world and just go do stuff absolutely yeah yeah that totally makes sense well go check out go check out lotus's streams lotus of doom yeah, on twitch hopefully more coming soon yeah go check out my streams I'm, i've been playing really weird uh skyrim vr mods and um throwing children some of the <laughs> throwing children <thing. laughs> all sorts of weird stuff some all i remember from one of the videos that i saw it, that you had posted was somebody was trying to give you directions and you grabbed them by the face and threw them into like a cow <laughs> and I was like, what is happening yeah i'll be i'll be like talking to like i'm talking to the character not using the in-game dialogue so i'm like like the old man uh bard guy that i have following me around is one of these like mod companions and i'll be like old man listen this is what we're gonna go ne do next yeah. and i'm like talking to the old man and then of course just like any skyrim character somebody walks by and just starts talking to you yes. to the side of your face and i'm like go on <laughs> just throw him yeah it's just like, get it's out just, i just remember you, you did the vr grab throw and they like hit a cow or a horse or something yeah. off to the side it was like yeah. perfect prime real estate video oh so fun yeah so come come hang out with me um twitch.tv slash robots radio or the new robots radio funny stuff on youtube channels where all that stuff's going so if you want to go check that stuff out uh, but that's what we got this week we'll be back next week i'm sure we'll come up with something crazy to talk about <laughs> we don't have it planned yet but we'll figure it yeah. out and uh thank you for being here chat thank you for being here and everybody listening so much thank you so so much for the support all right let's get going see you guys later have a good one Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at robots underscore radio or Lotus of Doom at Lotus of Doom. Also, you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. You can easily just search Robots Radio Discord on Google or check the description underneath the podcast. Also, this podcast is recorded live every week on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. So just search Robots Radio on any of those platforms come join us we'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after either way just come hang out with us and if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the robots radio network go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network including the robots radio rocket club where i help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows build their audiences and create the best podcasts they possibly can all of that at robotsradio.net we'll see you next time